All right, welcome back to another Wandering Photographers podcast. Like to welcome everybody back. Uh, take care of some household tips here. Remember to share this podcast if you find interest and value in it. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. As I said in the last episode, we uh, I promised you a part two, and this is part two. Um, last episode, the podcast, always look at a recent portfolio and say no to Dutch Angles. This podcast isn't going to make sense unless you go back and check that one out. You have to excuse me a little bit today. Um, I'm a little stuffy and uh, having, having some issues. Um, but I promise you, as of right now, the best that I know, I'm I'm not sick. Uh, it's just a little bit chilly here where I'm at. And uh, it's that time of year you'll have those kind of things. So... In the last podcast, uh, we talked about a couple that I knew that um, got married back in August, and uh, I'm not going to go too far into it. You guys can go back and listen to that podcast and and figure out what I'm talking about. But in part two, we're going to talk about an update. I have had the luxury now of seeing all of the photos uh, that were taken and given to the couple uh, of their wedding and um, events leading up to the wedding and reception, of course. I think you'll get from the last podcast that this was not a good scenario. Um, Nothing about this experience for them Uh, turned out to be good. And uh, believe me, the theme has not changed. So I'm going to get into it. As in the last podcast, um, I'm not going to divulge names, locations, pages, anything like that. This is all based on my opinion, my opinion only. I'm going to try not to go back and re-talk about things that I covered in the first podcast. I'm going to do my best to stay on on topic that deals solely with, with this part. So, like I said, back August 25th, a couple that I know very well got married and they hired a wedding photographer, obviously. After everything was over, there was some uh, sneak peeks like you would typically see was posted up on Facebook. And I I saw them and I instantly questioned whether this was going to be uh, good or bad. And I, I, I didn't, I tried not to dwell on it too much because... You know, a lot of times photographers will, when they post images on Facebook, they'll, you know, they dummy down the resolution or, you know, add watermarks or, or whatever the case may be, you know, cause they obviously don't want to give away their work for free. Right. So that's understandable, but this was something different. These, these pictures at the time I thought had noise and stuff added to them maybe as a distracted. I know that doesn't make sense. Didn't make sense to me, but it was the only thing that I could come up with 
uh, as to why these pictures were uh, so bad. So uh, we we get into we we fast forward past that a little bit. And I had reached out to the groom a couple of times and asking him, you know, hey, have you got your pictures back? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, no, no. And every time I'd ask him, you know, there was always a little more uh, disgust in his voice. And the more times I asked, he would divulge um, his bride was not happy. You know, she's wondering what's taking so long. And it, just to be fair and put a time frame on this, you know, we're not talking you know, we weren't talking like a matter of weeks. I'm asking this. We, we were a month into it. We, then we were a month and a half into it. Then we were two months into it and they, they weren't getting any pictures back. So lo and behold, granted, they got married August 25th. I don't remember the exact date because I've had a lot of stuff going on myself, but I, it was sometime, uh, early middle, uh, to, of December, before this couple got their wedding pictures back and he had sent me a message, uh, the day before and said, Hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting our pictures back, um, tomorrow morning, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, awesome. You know, good for you guys. Good luck. Hopefully they turn out good. So I'm sitting home and the next day rolls around and, and later into that night, I start getting messages and phone calls and I knew instantly that things were, unfortunately, my fears were met. At that point in time, I didn't know that not only have they been met, but they have been exceeded. So the groom calls me and says, you know, hey, basically, I looked at these on an old laptop. They look terrible. You know, do you think that could be part of it? I went as far as we took some of the photos to Walmart just to get quick uh, images printed off like four by sixes to see if, you know, they printed out better than what they were looking like on the computer, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, your, you know, your computer, your laptop isn't gonna, you know, may not be the best picture quality, but it's not really gonna uh, deteriorate your image, the biggest thing with a lot of times you find with laptop uh, computers is the, the screens are way too bright. And, you know, when you you look at a picture on them and then you go get a, a picture printed out nine times out of ten, the, the printed picture is way darker than what you were anticipating because the laptop screen is so bright. He's like, no, he's like, these are bad. These are bad, bad. So I don't remember exactly how the transition occurred, but... Um, him and his bride, new bride ended up coming over here to my house and they brought the flash drive that they were given and I loaded them, uh, into my computer and I started pulling them up and, um, I, I try to pride myself in trying not to be too over dramatic about things or trying to, uh, to over exaggerate how good something is or how bad something is. I cannot begin to express, convey to you guys, the audience, on just how terrible these pictures really are. I have never in my life seen this much noise uh, in an image. So, you know, in the first episode, I mentioned about a, a dick move that I made 
uh, as far as taking my, my cameras, uh, to the wedding. I did ask, uh, if you didn't listen to it, I did ask and I was given permission and even the wedding photographer knew about it and, um, didn't have a problem with it. Long story short, maybe I'll get into this later. Thank God I did. In this episode, Dick move number two, I downloaded these images into Lightroom after I saw how bad they were. I wanted to see if I could get some of the noise and stuff out of them. Now, the reason I say that's a dick move and anybody that's into photography already knows, but maybe some people that are new to it or uh, listeners that maybe don't know that much about photography, um, it's, it's basically kind of an unwritten rule that it's not cool for one photographer to take another photographer's images uh, and start editing them unless the first photographer has given permission, you know, or, or asked them to, or whatever, but just to take images into, uh, into a, a photo editing program and start, you know, twisting and manipulating their photos is like I said, it's an unwritten rule. It's just not cool. But under these circumstances, I think it was more than warranted. So we, <laughs> we just started going through a bunch of them and, the, the first things I noticed are, you know, in anybody that uses Lightroom, you know that you can uh, pull up the information that gives you camera model and, and all the settings, lenses, you know, what lens they used. And it just there's a lot of information that you can see on there that kind of tells you, you know, you can use, even for your own photos, you can use it as a problem solving um, tool. Maybe if you can't figure out why this image turned out or whatever, you can go back and look at your settings and be like, oh, you know, that's why. I don't have a Bible in front of me, but I'm going to put my hand down like I'm sworn on a Bible. Every image they brought me was shot on auto, auto ISO, auto white balance. Everything was auto and they were all shot in JPEG. Now, there's an argument out there between photographers about JPEG raw, JPEG raw, one, you should shoot raw versus JPEG, blah, 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 blah. Um, I am on, I am in the raw camp on that because I want full control over the editing properties of my images when it comes to that time. Uh, so when you shoot in JPEG, your camera says, well, I think this is supposed to be this way. This is supposed to be that way. And I'm going to bake those settings into that image. And then when you go to edit them, you, you, you have no control over those per, uh, particular parameters. You can't adjust them or you can't adjust them maybe to the full capacity that you would like to be able to. So, you know, under some circumstances, it's, it's not life or death necessarily, whether you shoot raw or JPEG. In this instance, it, I don't think it, I don't think at the end of the day, it would have turned extremely crappy images into award-winning images by any stretch of the imagination. But there, there could have been uh, several images that were maybe salvageable to an acceptable uh, limit. But in this instance, the JPEG was like the death blow to these images. The white balance was all over the board. The shutter speed 
was was all over the board. This was this wedding was in the daytime. Uh, it was a nice sunny day, and I saw anywhere from one twentieth of a second shutter speeds up to one four thousandth of a second shutter speeds. And before you say, well, you know, that's possible. That's not out of the realm of now I'm going to fill you in with this tidbit. And this is, this is what takes the cake. Every hand on the Bible, every image that I looked at was 25,600 ISO. Every one. And when I, I literally mean every one. I'm not saying there was 100 images and 67 of them were that. No, every image, 25,600. I don't know much about Canon. I don't know anything about Sony. I know less about Fuji. But with Nikon, 25,600 is the highest native ISO that those cameras will go to. Every image was 25,600. There was no salvaging these images. Um, I, the more we sat here, uh, and, and there's, there's a lot more to the story and I'm, I'm just not going to go into every detail because I'm, you guys can see where this is going, but we sat here and, and I told them, I said, you know, I'll go through, I'll go through and look to find your, your concrete poses, you know, your altar shots, your sliding the ring shots, the kiss afterwards shots, you know, those, those fundamental staple shots of a wedding. I said, I'll go through and find all those and I will go through them and I will try to salvage something out of whatever I can find. That's that is even remotely worth salvaging. <laughs> I found, I found, I think it was, I don't know, somewhere between five and 10 and I'm going to call them Monet shots. They looked good from afar, but they were far from good. You just couldn't, I don't have any high dollar noise reduction programs. I just, you know, whatever Lightroom and Photoshop and stuff will do, but I can honestly tell you, and I would, I would stake every dime that I have in my wallet on that. I don't care what noise reduction software that you have would bring these pictures back to anything acceptable. I, it just wouldn't happen. So the worst part about this whole scenario is I'm sitting here at my computer and I've got the bride sitting to my immediate left. I've got the groom to her immediate left and I can hear her crying. I can hear her, you know, sobbing over looking at the, pardon my French, shitty wedding images that they received from this wedding photographer. You know, you're only supposed to get married one time, right? Th these are your, as I always say, today's photographs are tomorrow's memories. It's never more evident. And, th and this is why I came up with that. These photographs are, are the, are the memories for this couple next year at their one year anniversary, their five year anniversary their 25th anniversary, their, their, whenever they go back and think about their wedding day, 
these are these are images that they're supposed to look up their wall on their wall and see their wedding picture there or on their bookshelf or whatever the case may be or their their grandma's wall that they give them a, a copy of a wedding picture or you know their mom's and dad's mother and father-in-laws these are those memories and they don't have them now the mem- the memory the unfortunate thing is the memory that they have is that their wedding pictures are horrendous and I, and this this wedding photographer was okay handing them to him this way i mean, well i mean there was no fixing them but i'm telling you i don't understand how this wedding photographer even thought that it was a good idea to give him these photos i mean the only in my opinion the only option was hey a phone call saying hey this is so and so um we need to talk. I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened. I, I loaned my camera out or, or I dropped my camera or something. And I'm sorry, your photos are ruined. What can I do to make this up to you? What, what can we do? Nothing. Instead, they put the wedding couple off for months, months and months and months, and then hands them this garbage. And so I'm going to bump ahead a little bit because I'm I'm just remaking myself upset talking about this. So the the groom contacts the wedding photographer and says, hey, <laughs> we're extremely disappointed. You know, uh, we what are we going to do about this? He's like, can you give me the raw images? So she agrees to give him some of their money back and give him the raw, the quote unquote raw images. So they come back over a couple of nights later with the raw images and she give them the SD card out of her camera that had all the images on it, which I thought was kind of odd. I would never give up my SD cards. They cost too much. The first thing I see, he hands me the little, the little container that the SD card is in. It's a micro SD card in an SD card adapter. I was like, what? I get it. SD cards are expensive, but we're not talking about taking, you know, pictures of, of grandma and grandpa opening Christmas presents that if they don't turn out, you know, or, you know, the, the pictures of the garage sale that we had last summer, if they don't turn out big deal, you're, you were taking wedding pictures. And you were using a micro SD card and an SD card adapter. The, the, the possibilities of issues there are endless. I was blown away when I saw this. Matter of fact, I, my mouth dropped. And I think one of them, so I remember somebody saying, what's wrong? And I'm like, this is what's wrong. So I download those images there was almost, I don't remember the exact number. There was almost 3000 images. When I, when I got the flash drive, when they brought the flash drive to me the first time, I don't know. I think there was like somewhere around 2000 ish. This time there was, there was almost 3000 if I remember correctly. And they were all still garbage. They were all still 25,600 ISO. They were all still shot everything on auto. So 
we we got to talking and and this is where this is kind of where I decided to to really do a podcast on this issue or, or the follow up I should say uh, on this because this is where I really got upset. The groom had sense enough that he sent someone else to get the images because he he was afraid he didn't want something to be said and and all of a sudden this turned into a bad situation, right? He didn't want to be um he didn't want to end up he was cool with it, but he didn't want there to all of a sudden become a situation where he got ignorant, you know, blah blah blah. And I don't blame him. I understood it, I got it. I I applaud him for that. So he sent someone else to get the the images. When the images were they were actually at my house when those images were brought to him. There, I didn't catch the whole conversation, but there was something said about um, a program for noise and blah, 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 blah. And, and I, I was just catching bits and pieces of it. And what I was catching, some of it didn't make sense. So after, after going through this and, and looking at these pictures and, and spending a day, a day or two pondering, uh, this whole situation, my mind kind of got to work in, and I kind of went back and started looking at a few of these pictures. And what I come up with was some of these images had been, um, you know, a lot of times in Lightroom or whatever, like I said before, you can find out information. A, a lot of these images were showing up that they were modified like a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, which, you know, you think, oh, big deal. You know, what's that mean? Well, when she took these pictures on August 25th and we were waiting all this time, that told me one of two things, either one, which would be probably the most logical conclusion that most people would make is that, well, there's just a bunch of pictures and it took her this long to, to go through and edit them all. I think what happened and we'll never know. This is my opinion. Again, this is all my opinion. But in my opinion, I think what happened was she knew instantly when she downloaded the images off of her camera onto the computer, she knew instantly she was in big trouble, that there was a big, big, big problem, and she had no way to get out of it. And she was researching, and she was thinking, and she was asking, and she was talking, and she was going back into these images, trying to figure out ways to rectify the problem. And they were so bad. The problem was never, is never, can never be rectified. And she didn't want to spend the money on a noise editing program. And that's where the story come, come from that come to the bride and groom that I'm assuming the conversation went something like, I think these will clean up a little bit if you get a noise editing program and run them through there. Okay, one, no, they're bad enough. It isn't going to work. It isn't going to happen. You're going to spend good money after bad. Second is she's the wedding photographer. If she was going to try this, if this was going to be tried, her as the photographer is the one that's supposed to try it. You're going to give 3,000 pictures to a bride and groom and say, well, um, 
you might want to run these through a noise program. Uh, thanks for using ABC wedding photography. Have a nice day. Really? Uh, I don't like to dog anybody because I know everybody's at different levels where, you know, even I, I think even your seasoned professional photographers, whether they're wedding photographers, whether they're landscape photographers, regardless of what they are, I think we're always all still learning. We learn every day. We learn every day in, in just in normal life, I think. So I'm not going to dog on her because we're all at different levels, right? And we're all learning, but not to pat myself on the back, but I think I'm a, a pretty decent photographer. I can hold my own. I don't want anything to do with wedding photography. I don't want anything to do with it because of the legal side of it. But I also don't want anything to do with it because of situations like this. Not that I would hand a groom, a bride and groom shitty photos like this wedding photographer did, but I don't want to be responsible for if something weird does happen. Memory card corrupts. I drop my camera mid mid shoot or I just don't want I just don't want that kind of responsibility. Under certain circumstances would I do it? Yeah, I probably would, but very it would be very select few and very um specific times that I would do it. But that's why I don't. Um, I just don't. I just don't understand how can you consciously charge someone? I don't care if it's five hundred bucks or five thousand bucks, and hand them garbage. You are responsible for a specific amount of quality. Granted, if if a bride and groom choose a $500 wedding photographer, then they have to be willing to accept $500 quality. If they choose a $5,000 wedding photography photographer, then they have the right to expect $5,000 quality, but you can't pay someone 500, $1,000, whatever it was. They didn't even get $50 quality. They got nothing. They got garbage. They're, they're literally worse off today with the pictures that they have than if they would not have any wedding pictures at all from that day. That's the truth. That may, you may call BS. You can call whatever you want. I've seen the images. I, I wish this was a YouTube podcast. Um, I don't have the brains to do that, but I would pull up an image and I would show you, I'd blur out faces and, and stuff like that. But I would show you, you would not believe how bad these are. They're that bad. They, they're the worst photos. They are the worst quality photos I've ever seen. I've given people my camera that have, that have, have never taken a picture other than a disposable camera. My wife, for example, my wife knows nothing about photography. When we go out, if she wants to shoot, she tells me, you set up my camera and, and I'll take some pictures. When I've told her, when I've given her my camera and said, here, you figure it out. She hasn't taken images this bad and she knows nothing. This person's a wedding photographer that's supposed to know what they're doing because they're charging people money. And this is the result they get. No, not only is it, not only is it just crappy business, that's unethical. In my book, it's unethical that you can consciously 
take money from someone and hand them this garbage and, and, and sleep that night about it. Now I will say in their defense, since then they have agreed to give the bride and groom their money back, which is great. But guess what? The bride and groom still don't have those key images from their wedding because they, they chose, and this is the right. And I'm, I'm not, not saying anything derogatory about it. it. It's their wedding. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. But because of different circumstances, they made an announcement before the actual wedding um, ceremony took place that they did not want anyone taking pictures except for the wedding photographer. That's fine. I, I, I can abide by that, and they did abide by it. But guess what? Now, because of this photographer, they have no pictures of themselves at the altar. They have no pictures of that first kiss after they say, I now pronounce you. They have no pictures of, of rings being slid on fingers. They have no pictures of the couple turning and, and being presented for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. and walking down that aisle. None. They have none. They have no pictures of that. And they never will because of this wedding photographer. So as a photographer talking to other photographers, I understand you want to make money. I want to make more money than the next person, but you got to know your role. You got to know what you can do. You got to know what you can't do. And you got to know if you can do something and you're okay at it, then you got to know, you got to be ethical enough and smart enough to be, to know I can only charge this because of my, my expertise, my experience. As you get better, you raise your prices. Some people that are doing other podcasts and YouTube podcasts are always like, no, you got to charge your worth. You got to, you do have to charge your worth. Don't get me wrong, but you can't be a hundred dollar photographer and think you're worth a thousand dollars. And I'll argue that all day long. So moral of the story is if you want to hire a photographer, you need to check their work, check current portfolios, talk to people that they've worked with. Look at their Facebook pages. Look at their websites. Look at their work. Talk to them. Get to know them. If you're a if you're a photographer and people are coming to you, know what you can do. Know your abilities and charge for them accordingly. You're messing with someone's special day. If you can do it, do it. Do it to the best of your ability and make sure you get paid for your ability. Make sure you get paid for your time. Make sure you get paid what you're worth. But if you're a hundred dollar wedding photographer, don't charge someone a thousand dollars because you're not worth a thousand dollars. You don't have a thousand dollar ability. You don't have a thousand dollar eye. You don't have a thousand dollar skill set. Practice, 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 work up to it. Then charge that thousand dollars. Someone's special day is on the line, maybe on the line. And if it gets screwed up, like in this example, you and only you are responsible. So that's the end of my rant. Um, to the best of my knowledge, there will not be a part three. The only way there would be a part three is if I got the bride and groom in here to talk, which I suppose could be maybe a possibility. I doubt it. I think that they're just wanting to move on and I don't blame them. I would want to move on and, and, and drop this like a bad habit. Just try to put it behind me. 
that's my rant. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you got a little bit of something out of it. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Check us out on, on all podcast platforms. Share us out to your friends, family, if, if you think they get a little value out of it. Uh, I am going to something a little bit different, and, and this is only going to be for, uh, unfortunately, for local people to me. Um, I would like to keep the, this podcast thing going. Um, I have tossed around the idea, no guarantees, but I have tossed the idea around of maybe reaching out and seeing if someone would like to be a, uh, like a full-time co-host to this podcast. Um, if you're that person that think you might be interested in it, um, I've got the equipment, the mics and stuff, obviously, uh, reach out to me, leave me, uh, uh, leave me a message on the sleek images photography, Facebook page. And, uh, we can discuss, I mean, never hurts to at least talk about it. If it's something you may or may not be interested in, don't have to be any guarantees. Uh, you can ask me questions and decide if it's something you're interested in or not. Um, but go on there, leave me a message. Also on the sleek images photography, Facebook page. Um, if you got any questions, comments about, uh, episode one or this episode or any of the podcasts, uh, I have been getting a little bit of feedback on there. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, reach out to me. Let me know what you're thinking. We'll go from there. So as always, until next time, today's photographs are tomorrow's memories, or at least they should be. Catch you guys on the next one.